You're listening to FegalFace.com. We're here with Paul Urich. His show opens January 7th, 2011 in San Francisco at FegalFace.gallery. So uh, we used to do a lot of podcasts, and we haven't done one in a while. I thought it'd be nice to invite Paul over here to our mission studio, recording studio, our podcast studio, if you will, and talk a little bit about what makes Paul tick, his show coming up at Fecal Face, and just other little snippets you might not have known about Mr. Paul Yurk. You want to say hi, Paul? Hey, everybody. How are you doing tonight, Paul? I'm doing good. So uh, where's Stella tonight? Stella's got a babysitter. Parents' night out. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. good times. <laughs> good times, good times. So, um, I don't know. There's so many different ways we could just kind of go right into it, but uh, maybe we'll just sort of start with why you're here, where you came from. You were one of the first artists on Fecal Face in 10 years ago. How does that make you feel, 10 years ago? Uh, old? <laughs> yeah, it definitely makes me feel old. It makes me feel proud. Yeah, good times, John. Thanks. I think you were li- you were literally the first artist on the site. I think so. I think it's when we all lived in the crazy Howard house. You were doing your zine. What brought you to San Francisco, actually, back then? And was it 2000 that you moved to San Francisco, or was it? I think 99, yeah, 99, 2000. Skateboarding mostly. Mm-hmm. Art skateboarding. When you came here from from Florida and South Carolina before that. And you lived in uh, Southern California for a little while too, right? Nightmare. Nightmare? Didn't like it? <laughs> nah, not for me, man. Yeah, you weren't in Los Angeles or anything. You were in I was Orange in, uh, County? Orange County, yeah. It was tough. And what were you doing? You rode for New I Deal was, skateboards, right? Uh, my buddy did. I rode for Acme skateboards and packed boxes and skated, and it, it sucked. <laughs> but you were living the dream. Uh, sort of. Got away from home, if that's the dream. <laughs> that's the dream. <laughs> yeah. Wow, so were you kind of nervous moving away from Florida? How old were you when you moved to California? I think I was 18. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's why I moved to California. Yeah, yeah. It's a good time to go west. Yeah, I wasn't nervous. <laughs> I was happy. Did you, did you already ride for Acme Skateboards when you moved out here? Yeah. I had, uh, back in the, what is it, the NSA, remember those skateboard contests? Mm-hmm. Yeah, back in those days, when mini ramps were still cool. And you're, uh, you're a pretty good mini ramp skater, aren't you? Yeah, I did all right, man. Are you skating much these days? No, not too much. Although, man. aren't you building like a little skate something, something? We may have something in the works. Yeah. Yeah, busting out some stuff. As soon as you have a kid, you start dabbling in the uh, young man sports again. And, um, God, you do a lot of sports, actually, but maybe we'll maybe we'll go there in a second. All right. So I just want to kind of like go back to 2000 when you lived. How did you end up at Howard House? Uh, and when did, to let people know Howard House was... Uh, where Fecal Face actually started, it was a pretty dirty skate house. Super dirty, and the house next door was all skaters. It was like a whole block of skaters. It was fun times, man. Um, I moved there because my buddy Jeff Reeves had a spot there, and he was in Australia skating in a subleased, and that's how I met you. He Wait, he lived in Howard House? He lived next door to Howard oh, House. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah. And I used to, uh, you used to give me cigarettes. Yep. You were very nice about that. I would take <laughs> way too many cigarettes. <laughs> Southern hospitality. <laughs> I know. That was pretty rude. I'd just be like, hey, pal. Were you using me, John? I was for the cigarettes. <laughs> awesome. No, of course not. <laughs> and then, um, so obviously you were skateboarding a lot then. When did you sort of, when did you get turned on to, to doing uh, visual art? Um, I was doing that prior to coming out. When I came out, I kind of, uh, I said I was going to art college, but I just wanted to come here to skateboard. Oh, you went to New College here. That- I went to New College. I dropped out of a 
Academy of Art, and uh, I think I went somewhere else. I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, I just I ended up fucking off more than going to school, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the way it should have go. And um, I'm trying to think. Then you were – when did – wait, surfing or art was sort of – I guess you were doing art way before even surfing, weren't you? Yeah. That was the dream, you know? Yeah, to of make course. art, yeah. And surfing just kind of happened when we were out here. And you uh, – you were kind of working with Jack Hanley a little bit. You were, there was talk of maybe doing some stuff, which we dabbled. Was doing really good things. Yeah, we dabbled. It just didn't work out. But yeah, it was good times. And uh, do you hear a buzz? A little bit. No, oh, I gotta fix that. It's kind of comforting. Oh, it's feedback. We're gonna. I'm gonna edit this so it doesn't have to totally <laughs> flow. <laughs> <laughs> So if you're listening live, we're moving into part two of the interview. <laughs> part two. <laughs> part one was insane. Oh, it's only gonna get. It only gets crazier. Do you have any? Uh, where's your music, Paul? Don't you have a phone with some music on it? Got some tunes. You wanna play that now? Yeah, we'll put it on. Actually, you can plug it in right here. Some background tunes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Whoa, that was close. You almost had some beer spillage. Oh yeah, some some southern swampy Florida shit. <laughs> Redneck shit. <laughs> so we'll just kind of we'll take it from the top, Paul. All right, so hit me. Really? All right, I'll give you a I'll give you a tough one there. Let's turn this down a little bit more. So, a lot of your work, obviously, has changed a lot since the last show at Fecal Face. Yep. That was uh, two years ago. Uh-huh. Um, do you want to talk about how your work has changed since then to now? And yeah. maybe we can talk about what you've started doing since two years ago? Sure. Uh, simply, the big change became came from tattooing. I started tattooing a few years ago, and uh, that just kind of took over everything. Yeah, it's been a good trip. So that's influenced all the new work. Um, it's all based off of the old dudes, old timers, uh, flash they would paint to put up in their shops. It's uh, super inspirational for me. And you have a new baby girl, a recent baby girl. Yes, I do. And uh, we talked before, and you said that you get your free time's a little limited these days, so uh-huh. that you spend, uh, you get some evening time alone and. That's where you do a lot of your work lately. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Wifey goes to bed around nine, and then like nine till two in the morning, I'm I'm floating solo, man, getting it done. (laughs) (laughs) And do you want to describe some of the new work you? Because there's some interesting techniques with the uh, hooking a pen up to a tattoo machine. Yeah, there's a few different things going on. Uh, One of the the things that I really like is uh, using a tattoo machine the way you would tattoo with one except for take the needle out and replace it with a with a big pin and uh you know up and down motion and same same motions that you you use to tattoo that's how i was making a lot of stuff in this show so you said a lot of it is sort of a f- tattoo flash mm-hmm. inspired yeah um, it all is it all 100 percent yeah. do you want to describe maybe a couple pieces in the show and um, yeah, I mean, it just looks like if you would have, a lot of the stuff, if you walked into a tattoo shop in 1940, you know, um, it's dirty, some of it's dirty, it's like dude's shit, <laughs> it's, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's fun, it's lighthearted, it's, uh, 
it's about having a good time and yeah um, I think that's what it is oh awesome <laughs> sounds good yeah it's not nothing super deep but uh, you know the last time we talked everything was super deep and it was depth and this means that and uh, this is kind of just I you know put down what I wanted to make at that point I mean it might say you know boner or it might <laughs> it might be a devil's head it was just whatever I felt was funny at the time man. yeah yeah so uh, how long have you been tattooing I mean it's somewhat recent right in the last year and yeah. a half or two years yeah like two and a half years I think um you know before that I was uh working in a shop just scrubbing toilets and doing all the dirty work that the tattooers didn't want to do yeah uh like that's learning the, the ropes yeah that's the paying your dues paying my dues yeah. the traditional way to get into the business and you you probably can't say exactly who you studied under but there, there no I can say I mean, uh for sure I had I had a lot of help from a fellow that I won't mention his name but um I'm I apprenticed with a, a man named Joe Swanson great mm -hmm. tattooer um and that's you know I still apprentice to this day that hopefully that goes on for for a lifetime um and then got a lot of help from people that worked at the shop that I worked at uh Gage Strongarm helped me out a lot um Beth Gould helped out a lot you know the list of names goes on so if someone was interested in tattooing and maybe if you can get a little bit closer to the microphone okay just, oh wow that's a lot better <laughs> can't you hear that on your yeah so if, I mean if how did you get into tattooing I mean you're good at everything that you've done in your life it seems I mean I'm, <laughs> well, I mean you're, you have you have energy and you go for things that you're interested in I'm just like how 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 does one get into tattooing yeah just start um, asking your friends fine just sorta, going for it I didn't just like go for it I kind of I thought about it for years and years and uh, you know I was scared because I was I, you know I'm a little older these days and it's like young people get into it and so I was like, you know, that's something I'm interested in and probably will never get into because I'm a little older. And then I, I woke up one day and was like, well, life is short. Fuck it, man. I'm going for it. And I mm -hmm. asked a good buddy of mine, like, what do you do to go down this path? And he steered me in the right direction. And, and here I, here we are a couple years later, and I couldn't be happier, man. But I do have to say we made a we made a little documentary like almost 10 years ago or something. Uh huh. And I remember at the very end you made a I put a little comment that you made at, at Fort uh -huh. Miley saying something about being an old dude I think <laughs> I just think it's hilarious no matter how old Paul is he's always always thinks of Pictures himself as an old dude yeah. <laughs> weird self-image <laughs> so um you obviously started learning as much as you can and talk to people and apprenticed and everything uh -huh. how did you end up getting a job at a shop here in San Francisco uh, Joe Swanson opened a door for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, that's who I scrubbed toilets for and cleaned tubes and made stencils and cleaned after for months and months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, you were tattooing friends and acquaintances and things before you went nope. straight to a... No, a you don't tattoo anyone, you know, and then uh, you just do the dirty work, and mm -hmm. then you do a lot of drawing and a lot of watching those that guy do his thing, and, you know, we study... Mm -hmm. it's it's real it's college so the first person you you put a pen to or whatever was a client like someone paying for a tattoo oh no friends oh, the oh. very first yeah. person i tattooed was uh dave ashen you know him from howard yeah. house days yeah. yeah and then uh joe swanson and then myself and uh 
yeah, the first client I tattooed was from somewhere in middle America, and I'm glad that's where he lives because <laughs> it wasn't the best thing ever. So, I mean, if you go into a shop, there, the shop you worked at, was it like, you know, that that tattoo from that guy is going to cost $75, but you can get it from him over there. And the no, <laughs> it's, it it's $25. It doesn't work like that, okay. man. Flat rate. <laughs> sort of, yeah. Yeah, they they've got to have faith in you and stuff. Yeah, I guess yeah. That I, and it's San Francisco. I mean, any anyone that tattoos in this town's good. Yeah. So, speaking of um, San Francisco and tattooing, I mean, the shop that you worked at was like in the Castro. Yeah. You had some. There's some you interesting know, experiences. You had some ex- interesting experiences. Yeah. I remember you talking I learned about some life lessons there. Talking about we're not talking about your sexuality. Their sexuality. Or your sexuality. You're happily married. Yeah, so I, I think had, we a, could I had that a great out. time working there, you know? But I, I was just referring to interesting places where things were tainted. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Tattoo tainted. Tattoo tainted. Is that what you, you don't want to talk about that? No, there's just a couple things we want oh. to talk about about there. But yeah. Yeah, good experiences. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. So you can't really talk about stuff that happened there at the shop? Some of the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can talk about it. What are you hinting at? What the t- wasn't there a funny like taint tattoo situation or something? I can. Oh, I've seen that. all kinds of uh, weird tattoos go down. Not only there, anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. The- I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're, cool. we're passing notes here. Awesome. Yeah, we're still. So we're good to go. We're staying. <laughs> I kind of want to get this framed. It's like <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding up a note. There, yeah, it's pretty funny. So yeah, anyway, I mean, just um, some interesting characters roll through that sure. tattoo shop, and uh, you know they roll through any tattoo shop, but we definitely that one takes the uh, takes the cake, man. Yeah, yeah. But other tattooists, I've that- seen you know like. Dudes uh, just whip their balls out, and, you know. Just, I, you know, I don't even know. I get, I got comfortably numb to it. Nothing freaks me out anymore. Yeah, you know, yeah. But things did freak you out sometimes. You got, you get, sure. <laughs> Life, you know. <laughs> I just, uh, I don't know. Anyway, moving on, tattooing there at that shop. Just, I just imagine it would be. You, I yeah, remember I you mean, talking about one. Was... I was like, I don't know if I could tattoo that. That just—that's just too much. <laughs> it was a wild times, wild times. <clears throat> so, I mean, besides, you have a—they have many interests. Um, are you surfing much anymore? Because you were really big. No, into I haven't surfing. really surfed since I got hurt bad. Speaking of, um, I wrote that down in my notes. Mm-hmm. You almost lost your eye, and you bashed. You—you you have many stitches in your shin. Oh, shin was mellow. The eye was scary. I yeah. think we did like 30, 30-something stitches in the eye. Wow. And like fiberglass and all that, that BS. So. Uh, above your eye or? No, like right in the eye, right on the corner, and then fiberglass in the eye itself. So, what, what happened? Uh, went over the falls on a wave and caught a surfboard to the eye. Wow. Yeah, fun. Was that at Ocean Beach? Ocean Beach. Got an ambulance ride. So in terms of almost losing your eye, like, um, I don't think not no. almost losing the eye, but like eyesight, I think, you know, yeah, I mean, eyesight's still like a little weird to this day. But, wow. uh, I remember getting out of the water and just, and 
thinking my eye was hanging out and being like, fuck this. Like, I like drawing too much. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> is that pretty much that ended? Yeah. And surf. I just haven't surfed since really. But you did some bodyboarding. Or yeah. Boogie I'll board. boogie board like a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not getting on a hard surfboard right now. I, I busted my head open. It's once you, <laughs> I mean, that's much more frightening than just getting like 14 stitches on your forehead yeah. than. Yeah, I could see how that would uh, freak you out a little bit. None of it's fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, on my notes, I have to ask, you've had some pretty serious like accidents, including the surfing one, but motorcycle, I mean, you do, do you want to tell them what kind of racing you do? Because you do pretty, pretty, pretty intense motorcycle racing. Yeah, we did this thing called Supermoto, which is like a cross between dirt bikes and road racing um you know you, you have a section of the of the track that's big jumps and dirt and then you come back out onto a road race course and it's fast it's fun and uh dangerous dangerous <laughs> can and, be dangerous and then this year i started road racing and next year i'll be road racing full time and got a little hookup from kawasaki really i didn't yeah. know that old man done all right <laughs> a little, like a sponsorship sort of yeah, thing. yeah i got a little sponsorship yeah paul yeah. we get sponsored Wow. So what is that? Is that like equipment and stuff like yeah. that? Yeah. So I don't have to buy a bike to race next year. So that's good. They hook times. you up with a motorcycle. Get a bike. Damn, where's the Paul go? <laughs> so um, in terms of, I mean, you're, you're kind of putting the knee down on when you're doing the turn kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, you're going pretty quick. And you've told me before, it's like pretty interesting off the start, like everyone just goes for that first turn. Yeah, I mean, you win or lose a race in the first turn, you know, so is that, everyone's packing it in. You're going for it, man. And that's when you're, you've gotten a pretty bad crash. I mean, that could have been a lot worse if you could weren't wearing been, such awesome safety. Yeah, it could have been real bad. I mean, it was scary. I had gnarly anxiety attacks afterwards. I got run over by another guy, and, uh, you know, I just got, I got lucky, mm-hmm. you know, because I've seen other people... You know, I see dudes in wheelchairs at the track all the time. I've seen people get helicoptered out. Like, I just got lucky. What What happened exactly? Uh, just leading a race, hot day, tires got real slick, and uh, last lap I slid out, and it was a normal mellow like picture sliding into second base on a you know baseball, and it was like that, and then I'd slid off of the pavement and hit the dirt, and the next thing I know, I was just felt wham. And uh, I knew something bad had just happened, and I got run over by this dude. He just—he was so close on me, he couldn't move, and he had no choice but to take me out. <laughs> so you got hit by his tire, motorcycle, his motorcycle, him, and I mean, he was a big guy. He was definitely like over, you know, a buck eighty. Yeah, so that was a lot of force hitting you going fast. But you're wearing—I mean, your suit's got like back braces got and back neck braces, braces, neck braces, expensive helmets. You know, you're you're well protected, so. It was scary, man. Had yeah. scary moments. And it, you're back on the back on the horse, I guess. Yeah, I think I raced the next couple weeks afterwards. You know, was I the would, next race after that pretty frightening? Um, as soon as adrenaline, as soon as you hit turn one, you were over it. You're back to normal. It's, yeah, I could imagine. It's like all instinct. You don't have time yeah. to like worry about anything. Will you be safe next year? Okay, we Paulie. Thanks, Trippy. So, what do you do uh, in terms of? I don't know, extracurricular activities in the wintertime. Primarily work on drawings, tattoos. Um, you know, yeah. Artwork, tattooing, and uh, motorcycling never stops. And then you just try to get as much family time in as you can. Speaking of tattooing and 
we are going to be pretty busy coming up because you're trying to open a, or you will be opening a tattoo shop soon. Yeah, we're opening a shop on uh, 14th Street, 14th and Guerrero. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, Is it where Lowe was? Right next door. You, wait. We're bringing it back. Is it in the middle? Oh. The old needles the? and pins, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. We just walked by there the other night, and it did say something about Mission Junk. Yeah, because we like, uh, a lot of people have been asking to rent that space. Mm-hmm. That's a way to get them to stop asking. <gasps> yeah. Wow. So uh, when 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 is that going to open? Well, we would be super happy if we're up and running in February. So Wow. Yeah. Are you going to? That's that's soon. Yeah, it's real soon. So yeah. you guys are going to get in there and start yeah, cleaning we, it out and redoing everything? We don't mess around, man. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll definitely have a, an art show, art opening, you know, big shindig. So try to make it uh, like the old days when we used to party over there. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, kegger in the backyard. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the backyard. I still have a bana- uh, banana, umbrella tree back there. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I raised since it was like just like six inches tall. So I'll I take think good care of it. Yeah, it's probably huge by now. <laughs> What's the what's the name of the shop going to be? That's the hard part. We're floating between a couple things right now. Yeah. Yeah. So that all will be revealed soon. Mm. And then uh, you have, a, it's not just you, it's a couple other. It's, uh, Br- it'll, Breezy and I will be running the spot. Breezy and, from uh, Needles and Pins. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Brian Wall, a transplant from New York. Super good dude. Rad artist. Rad uh, tattooer. And uh, we'll have a lot of special guest artists coming through. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, um, I, I'm not that familiar with tattooing and stuff. What, like, would there be anything that your tattoo shop would be different than someone else's, or is it all just like slight nuances? Um, it's slight nuances, but like to gear it towards like less tough guy where people are afraid to come in, like maybe more geared towards an, an arty crowd so people feel welcomed and, you know, just want to have a nice, friendly place for people to come hang out. And uh, maybe a skatable bench out front. So yeah, that'd be fun. Come hit it. Yeah. <laughs> Just a nice place for everyone to come hang out, man. For yeah. us, for us to do our work and have a good time, and you know, hangout spot. Speaking of skateboarding, there was talk of uh, Debose and Valencia, where that parking lot is. Yeah, I dare. They that were to supposed to turn that in. They were supposed to start building it this winter, last winter. I don't know. Maybe someone listening knows about that. Or everyone's out at bars drinking or something because it's between Christmas and New Year's. If you're listening to the podcast, hi. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Let's see here. What else? We got a whole bunch of different. <laughs> I like. I just there's a. I just wrote down something about a taint. We already covered that. I think. <laughs> oh, kanji on the taint, <laughs> but that kanji said lick. <laughs> Yeah, actually, speaking of tattooing, um, anyone ask for a tattoo that you just you just couldn't give them? You just wouldn't give them? Uh, that happens all the time, man. People's uh, their dreams are, are nightmares, you know. Mm-hmm. They uh, they want stuff that can't be done, and or it's not your style, and mm-hmm. you know, people are are crazy. So, Jessica, you were talking about someone that went into a tattoo shop and said like oh if you have to come back in a week what like would it, happen in a week no, it was a, it was a oh a hair <laughs> same <laughs> thing <laughs> actually quite a bit different <laughs> it kind of worked the same <laughs> yeah it was a girl coming in just saying like I had super long hair and 
saying like, "Oh, shave it all off." Like you know, uh, think about it. Yeah, I would yeah, imagine I've, I've a definitely tattoo had be... that happen. Like, like a for instance, a young lady walked in and she wanted no visible. She had no visible <laughs> tattoos and she wanted two black bands to go around her neck, like filled in solid. Young kid, and uh, you know, asked her like, "Why do you want this? What do you think's gonna happen?" What do you do? And she goes, you don't understand. I'm an artist. I got an art school. I'm never going to work a normal job. It's that's like, what, you, that, that's you're what like, you're saying now. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> young lady. We can't make that one happen for you. <laughs> and whoever's going to do it, run. So. God, I was just I was just thinking of Scott Bourne. He's had some he's black arms. I mean, I'm just, there's a lot of people there's, fully yeah, covered and stuff. Yeah, a lot of dudes have black arms. Yeah. But oh, he's it, also got a white heart in the middle of that black arm. Oh, right? yeah. I was thinking of uh, some skaters. Was that was that Hurley? Who had beer and bitches? Do you remember that? Oh yeah, Spitfire. He was in the Spitfire video. Yeah, right? he had anticipation on his neck. No, that's Scott, isn't it? Has no. It? Oh yeah, Hurley. yeah. Isn't it Hurley? He was, was in Sean Young's video part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spitfire video. Is that a far away camera? Is that? <laughs> yeah, he had beer and bitches on his stomach. Yeah, gnarly. Yeah, no, I, I mean that was that was like. 1998 that was pretty uh or Andy Roy yeah now that doesn't even seem that 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 crazy he no. had a spider web on, a, on a, all over his head yeah didn't he have some other stuff on his face and I think he has a lot of stuff now he did prison time right oh maybe I'm not yeah, sure yeah I saw some skate article on him recently and he looks he looks like he was fully covered yeah yeah he's one guy I would not I didn't say anything negative against he's a, he's a <laughs> rad skateboarder Definitely. Let's see here. What else we got? I'm just checking my notes here. Um, wow, we covered a lot. Uh, maybe just a little bit. You want to talk just maybe something about... I, mean, I guess we already covered your show that's opening next uh, Friday, week from Friday, January 7th at Gallery. A lot of flash art. Yeah, I'm excited. I didn't think I was ever going to have an art show again, and then uh, here we are. You were telling me earlier tonight, and I mean it makes sense because you were involved with other things that you kind of stopped making art. You yeah, quit I making was, art for a while. I was discouraged. Yeah. So. But uh, were you really? Did you really stop making art? Well, no, because look, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped making it thinking about other people, and I started just making stuff that I thought was fun. Yeah. Yeah. And that's probably the most important. Indeed. I, I mean. You want to become an art star, of course, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's yeah. what we're shooting oh, yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is an art star? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a really, like kind of a, a star in the sky with like glasses. His name's Art. He's got a big belly. <laughs> <laughs> you got me, man. I don't know. I thought you were laughing back there. Oh. She was laughing at you. Jessica's my uh, number one fan. <laughs> I kill. Like Sold out house every night. <clears throat> Let's see here. Um, yeah, so uh, besides the show coming up and the new... Sp- I guess you're busy. You have a... Do you want to talk a little bit about Stella, your daughter? Yeah, she's super fun. How old is she now? <laughs> I like to she, hang out with her. <laughs> she's 18 months, and she's discovering the world, and it makes... Uh, it's made life incredible. I don't know how else to explain it. Best thing that ever happened. Yeah, she's the one that gives me, I mean, the drive to, to work hard and make things happen. You know, it sound, 
Sounds typical, but that's how it works. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So you have uh, Stella keeps you occupied, obviously, in the new shop. And any other future plans that we can look forward to? That's it, man. Come see me at 14th and Guerrero in a Yeah, I guess you'll be busy. Months. Yeah. Yeah, that's a... Uh, Oh, you'll be right down the street. We'll be small business owners yeah. together. High fives, man. Lunch. <laughs> Meet me for lunch, John. <laughs> um, Paul, I want to thank you for coming by. I really do. Thanks for I having appreciate me, it. man. I'm shaking hand. What does uh, what does Terry Gross say? I have no idea. What does she say at the end of her interviews? Thanks for coming. Thanks. All right, you've been listening to FecalFace.com. That's that's Paul Yurk here, and uh, his show. Is there a title for the show? Take Me Back to Paradise. Oh. I guess I should probably know that. (laughs) The show is entitled Take Me Back to Paradise. It opens January 7th at FecalFace.Gallery, 66 Golf Street. Sorry, Jessica. I was touching my back. I thought something else. Um, I will not say that. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I want to thank Paul for coming by. We're actually going to listen to some of Paul's music. We're going to break this into two different podcasts. So if you're listening live, we're going to take a little break, maybe use the bathroom, and then we'll be back and we'll uh, we'll all DJ some music and drink some more beer and talk. Sounds good. And remember, when you go get tattooed, ask for more black. (laughs) 